0: Okay, we on. Good morning, everybody. I love rocks. Rocks? I'm always I've always been collecting rocks and I landscape with rocks and bring rocks back from Colorado, wherever I go, I've got to bring back a rock, you know. So I was just thinking about you this week, Joe, again. Um, because back when we began this in faith, before we were able really to do much of anything, someone loaned us a really big bulldozer. And they said, if you have somebody to run it, you can you know, use it for a while. And so we knocked off the top of this hill, and um, Joe came and did that. And the first thing you do when you're excavating is you push off all the topsoil, right? Put it on a big hill. So being a farm boy, as I was, I was, uh, there. somebody left a unilater here, I don't even know whose it was, and um, jumped on and I was getting topsoil for something and we were doing all kinds of things when we started this. As I went and got a big scoop of, Topsoil and lifted the bucket up fairly high. Out comes this humongous rock, like, and um I'm like, wow, you know, it's like I hit gold, you know. So it like, comes sliding down, you know. It was the uniloader couldn't even really pick it up. I just had to, you know, get up under it and scooch it, you know, from here to my front yard. And uh I'm like Hot dog! I'm gonna do something with this, and uh, I dug a hole, a little bit of a hole, and I get this rock situated in that. I added some other rocks, and there was a a, kind of a a circle, and uh, Brady and Maria got married on that rock. So I always called it the wedding rock. It always, it always represented. um, I always remembered their wedding. Through that, and and of course, it just signified covenant and several things. And uh, then I got, you know, as I said, I love rock, so I built, and I didn't have a whole lot to work with most of my life, you know. So I would just use what I had, and so I built a pathway up to the rock in the center in the front yard with rocks, dug it out, laid them out meticulously, get this, and have this rock walkway. Up onto this rock platform, and I'm like, this is amazing. And so the plans for the wedding are here, and we're decorating, and there's flowers all over the place, and da-da-da-da. And we get um, I probably I don't know if it happened, maybe, maybe dress rehearsal, maybe the day of the wedding. The girls in the wedding party go, we can't walk up those rocks in our high hills. Like, I'm like, huh? You know, you can't walk on my walk, rock, walk, you know. Anyways. So uh a great wedding, and everything went well, and uh, that was always there, loved it. It becomes our, like, um, it's our garden out there. It's our place where we sit and talk, pray, fellowship. A lot of stuff happens there in our front yard. And even though it's a front yard, because of it's higher than the road, it's almost private. Like, because people driving by, they gotta keep their eyes on the road because they're top of the hill, you know, et cetera. So it's like, it's a neat thing, even though it's a front yard. And um, so it's been there quite a few years. How long have you guys been married?
1: 18 years. 18!
0: So this spring, congratulations, that's amazing, yeah. (laughs) This spring, when one of those uh, storms came through, was it April that the really hard winds came? Sometime like that. It was still early spring anyways when it happened. And it it took down one of the big oak trees in our front yard. And um, we've been watching it. It was a double part of it had been cut off. So, you know, it was only a matter of time. We landscaped around it, and there's, you know, Lily of the Valley's growing around it, and this and that, you know, and all this stuff, and more rocks around it. And uh, I'm watching it, and I know it's deteriorating, you know, the chipmunks live in there, and et cetera, and this one. The, the part that's left is leaning way off, not to the way it fell, but to the, off to the other side. And uh, we're always kind of leery of it. And <clears throat> so just, just there, we knew someday this is gonna, gonna happen. So those winds came, it didn't, it didn't fall the way it was leaning. It, it, was, it was a pretty big tree, like this big around, and uh, an oak, and uh, it didn't fall that way. It fell right towards the house. And the, and the top of the tree came right up to the front porch, like, you know, bam. And um, so it falls down, and uh, I, I wasn't feeling good. You know, I've had this neck thing going on, and it was, uh, I'm looking at that. I'm like, oh, my gosh, how am I going to deal with this? And so, you know, Ashley and Ryan and Adam and Summer come over. I think we canceled church because a lot of people's electric was out. And um, so they come over and start cutting and whatever. Jace had a fit because we were tearing down this. like. He's like, oh, this is amazing, you know, this big tree to climb on. We start cutting. He's like, no, no. We had to fight him the whole way. There are still three logs down there that we couldn't split because he's thrown himself over them. like, no, don't, you know, don't. Oh, my gosh, you know, so... What happened when that tree fell, it missed the fire pit, missed all, you know, there wasn't lawn furniture out there yet, missed everything else out in the yard. But man, it's, it smashed this big, like what I call the wedding rock, the front half of it that was so big. And it was probably about this thick. So it was a big, beautiful sandstone, you know, and that thing came down and it just drove the center right into the ground, split it in two. So the rest of the spring and early summer, half of it's sticking up in, you know, in the air like an iceberg or something. And every day I look out the front window, I see this rock. I'm like, what am I going to do? And, and I, I'm always like, I'm a real like sign guy. Like, I, I see things and they always, they have meaning. Whether I'm watching our little ones walk around, I get prophetic words from them. Like, I just, I see things. Um, maybe, I I don't know, yeah, we'll just leave that alone, but uh, things always mean something to me, and if I don't understand, I pray for a long time about it, and I'm like, oh, Lord, you know, my first thought is, Brady and Maria's marriage okay? Like, this is like a bad sign. (laughs) I haven't seen them a whole lot lately, like they've been busy with stuff and things, I'm like... And so part of it bothered me. Phyllis, she's fussing about the tree. I'm like, my rock. That's, you know, I lost my rock. My rocks have smashed, you know. So it, I just stayed, this went on, you know, up until this week. And uh, I looked out the window. Finally, I went, today's the day. And I'm like, how am I going to move this thing? Even the parts, even in parts, it was still heavy, too heavy, too much, you know, how I was going to do it. But I, I figured out a way with my little tractor and a blade that I could. Move things, took the rest of the rocks out. Phyllis hated the rock thing anyways, you know, so could we, you know, lose that? People can't walk on it, and we're, you know, we're getting older, and, you know, it's like it's not stable, I'm like. (laughs) So, again, using what I have, I got it moved out, and there's a rock out now, it's by the flagpole, and it's repurposed, you know, so that part of the, and um, and I realized there are so many things we want to keep, and uh, they get broken and smashed, and we like it's hard, but the Lord it it always ends up being multiplication, and I was able to use the parts and pieces of that rock, trust me, they're still in use, you know, and uh, another one's out here and there, and there's one by the flagpole and and I plant a little plant beside it. And maybe I'll even get a plaque and put the street address on there so the poor delivery men can find us. Better, you know, without up and down the road like they do. And uh, so it's repurposed. And it's like there are a lot of things the Lord breaks up so they can multiply. I mean, and it's always hard. This happens to churches all the time, doesn't it? We're like, it's the end of the world. And the Lord's like, yeah, but you all just make a little community and never leave it. If, if I don't do, you know, if something doesn't kind of cause you to. So that's kind of, a you know, making a good thing out of a very hard situations that we many, 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 many churches go through and people go through. So those are all difficult. But if you can survive it, get far enough away, you can look back and go, but God, God used it like. This person's here. They're in a better place. This person's here. Think, you know, it's like he does that with people. He does that with things. And, and the Lord likes to multiply things. And so I felt a lot better when I looked at it that, that way, you know, and, and uh, almost called Brady and Marie. Hey, you guys okay? You know, like, like, tell me the truth. Like, okay. So they are, of course. So that's great. That's my rock story and this week i was able to get that done and wow you know another off the checklist like thing like oh yeah that how am i going to get this done so the lord is my strength and uh it's so true pray i always pray about even practical things like that for the lord's help and he helps me and uh it makes every problem and every situation a journey and a victory in a situation to get victory over if you invite the Lord into some of the, even the silly things you're struggling with. Make him a part, commit it to him. Lord, I'm having trouble getting this paperwork done. I hate paperwork, any kind of, I'm like, it sits on my desk, sits on my desk. You know, I have to pray for help from heaven to get, you know, in there and to do that. That's just what I am like, don't, you know, like to avoid. And, uh, And he does. All of a sudden, the grace comes. I'm able to do it. I'm like, I know where this help, my help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. And so, so true. We've been talking somewhat about words. I want to review just a moment and it'll launch us into something else. We were talking about how we pray for things. And we looked at the situation in Acts where where the the healings were, were more like, I command you get up and walk. They were commands. They were utterances. They didn't sit and pray uh, in the way we often do, which there's nothing wrong with that. But but we need to move into something else. And the, our words are so powerful. And um, I've had uh, it's another. It's been a little bit of attention in our marriage. Phyllis kind of came into the faith teachers when she was a new Christian, and. I didn't care for them at all, and kept like away, including throwing the baby out with the bathwater. So, and I even tried. I went to a faith a school for a little while that was held up in a, a church in Salem, and got maybe three times. I'm like, I cannot handle this. And and much of the the appalling part of it was the emphasis. Prosperity is great, but the it was just like it always felt so carnal to me and what I heard and always had to do with money and accomplishing things. And, and the, uh, the icon of their success was big boats, big planes, big, whatever. I'm like, I can't do this, you know? So, but meanwhile, it was missing out on learning, uh, learning how to walk in faith. And Phyllis would be like to me, bless her heart. She's not here. She's sick. So I can talk a little freely, more freely. I won't get my ear pulled as quickly. And, uh, She's like, and it was true. She goes, "You neither either need to get in faith or get out of it, but you're you're wanting good things, but you're not believing for them, and you're killing us." You know, it's like, how do you argue with that? Like, "Mm, yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. Not a good Catholic. You know, die quick. You know, and you know, I you know desired things, wanted things, wanted to do things, you know, nice. And she's like, you need to get in this camp or that camp. We got to, you're killing us. You know, it was true. It was true. It was very true. So I've come around slowly. Now I'm really, really embracing things that I put off for so long. Um, And one of the big things is the power of Words. And it was it was good scripture. They were you know, like the scripture was good. I just needed to set that aside and just hear what was truth and get revelation about that. So um, I've been making great progress over the years, and uh, I recently I don't know how something. Turned me on to um, this book, Declarations for Breakthrough, by Jane Hammond, which she is the daughter-in-law of Bill Hammond, who has uh, Christian International, very prophetic, one of the most powerful prophetic organizations in the country for a long time. They've and they brought excellence to the prophetic. They they brought in some protocols and suggestions of how to do things and how not to do things. And and it was really it was really good stuff. So yeah, you know, I've gleaned at different times. From them and from the people that are out of there, Jim Stevens came to our uh, tent meetings back in the early days, prophesied over us some really, really powerful things and he was they were out of the CI church, the church in um, all, all of a sudden it left my mind um, that Ron Wilson was in when I found him. what was that church? Marion, Marion Christian Center, yes, yes yes. and they they were affiliated with with CI so, so I've had different encounters with them as good. as so here, here's Jane, a daughter-in-law and she writes this book and wow, I'm really able to embrace and receive from her uh, what I couldn't before. And she gets into these things that talking about declarations, how powerful they are, adding that to what I already know and feel and have convictions about and just going, wow, this is really, really good stuff. And uh, the power of de- the need for that and we can, we can miss the boat just because we're not taking charge of the things we need to take charge for of. And uh, manipulation is never a good thing. You need to pay attention to that. But there's this other element where we need to rise up and stand in our authority, have faith, have authority, power we need to have power it's okay it's you have a, it's all right to have power it's a, it's all right to want power it is part of the deal um, i was thinking i should share this out of acts chapter 1 let's go back to you know holy spirit 101 and what jesus said right right before he went up in verse uh, 6 6 7 and 8 Every time they were gathered together, they asked Jesus, Lord, is it, na- is it the time now for you to free Israel and restore your kingdom? Is it time now? Is it time now? Like, we've been following you a couple years now, doing some things, great things, power. People are following you, gathering multitudes. Let's, let's go big. Are we ready? You know, let's go big. And... Uh, we're living today in the same tension. Lord, we're asking the same question. Lord, when are you going to come back and establish your kingdom? So as you know, there's as many teachings about the second coming as, you know, um, think of something there's a lot of varieties of. Heinz, <laughs> ketchup, you know, there's that many varieties, you know. Uh, and there's everything. And I've always kind of like, ah, uh, I, I used to be in a particular camp about all of that. And I got to where... I definitely believe in Jesus coming back i believe in in everything. I don't embrace hardly anybody's philosophy about that or their their teaching about it i'm very i just stand back I'm like, mm, i don't know no i don't know i don't know and i'm ready i'm a good I'm in a good place, but i just don't i just don't buy into it and uh There's just so many varieties of this, and I I do have have come to this conclusion. I do not want to talk about a millennial reign without Jesus here physically because the only thing that's harder than saving the world is bringing bringing Christians together into one accord. Like, that's wow. Just rub shoulders with the couple that are from a different stream. And, And this was one of the problems when I encountered the faith people. Like, you needed to be one of them and if something good happened to you, it's like, yeah, see, good things are happening to you, too. And it's like, what? I don't ever want to be that person that looks at people on, uh, you know, that aren't a part of us directly and like, we are we and you are you. You know, the them, the us and the them. Just trust me. God's at work. And people in people's people groups and religious groups and Christianity groups that you don't necessarily think he should be at work in. But guess what? He's not waiting for your permission. He's showing up to Muslims like in a way I wish he'd show up to me. Look for the man in white, you know, and the same thing is happening happening in Israel. The Lord is sovereignly revealing himself to the end time. He's revealing himself, and they're, they're coming to him. And so I, I want to be in this, in this place, and I don't want to be exclusive in, in my faith. When I meet someone that's not, a, I, I, and I've worked at that, like not doing that, like, and, and to acknowledge they don't have to be a part of us to experience this, that, or the other thing, because God sovereignly is working in, in everyone, in every group. And, and he has this neat way and I'm just trusting he's gonna bring them together. I believe in the second coming of Jesus. I still also believe in the, in the return of President Trump in, in the same way it's because he, prophetically, that's prophesied and it's the same thing. It would suit me just fine if they both came back together. Jesus shows up and hey President Trump, you're, gonna, you're the president of this this country. I, you know, why not? Then there'd really be no argument. Boom, done. Anyways, I had to throw that in. Have my Donald Trump sign shirt on. Anyways, I heard he got indicted this week. <laughs> wow. He just, he just keeps standing there. Go ahead. Shoot at me again. The Lord's with him, I'm telling you. They can't, <laughs> can't take him out. We live in the same tension when, Lord, he answered, the Father is the one who sets the fixed dates and the times of their fulfillment. I, I agree with this. You were not permitted to know the timing of all that, he has prepared, all that he has prepared by his own authority. I agree with that. <laughs> I'm clueless, and I'm good with it. It's been the end times since the New Testament church, so it's true. That was the language of the New Testament. But I promise you this, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and you will be seized with power. Now that is where we actually are. And that is what we need to embrace. And that is what you need to realize you, if you're a believer in Jesus, and there is a, a separate experience for being baptized in the Holy Spirit. Logically, my mind doesn't even always get after all these years. Logically, my mind doesn't get it. But there, there are people that are believers, but not spirit-filled. And there is a different difference. When I would finally received the Holy Spirit, lights came on in me. I didn't know existed. And I was able to love in a way that I hadn't been able to. I'm like, there is a God. So I experienced changes. I had manifestations. I've had all kinds of great, great experiences. I do not want to be a person that just has... The religious beliefs, without the power and without without the integrity and the character. So we need all of it. If you have prayed for that receive belief, that's the power. That's when the power comes. Now we stumble over this area a little bit because here's what we'll say: I don't feel the power i have moments when i have felt the power but here's what's funny when i did i still couldn't impart like just wasn't the, it wasn't the time it's like i couldn't get what i was experiencing off onto other people and actually the times that my prayers mattered i wasn't feeling very much of anything of this great story an example of it uh, it was before Phyllis and I were married. We went to a Jesus festival. We took a young teenager, not young, young, but a young teenager who's was still in high school, along with us and with our group. Out there, he came to the Lord. He'd been raised in the church and raised around, but he, find, he decides to get his life with the Lord. As most teenagers, he was a little left of center in his la- lifestyle, but I wasn't even trying to fix him. But he gives his life back to the Lord, and we're on our way home. And talking, and at one time, when I was still out there in Pennsylvania talking to him one night, I was explaining the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit to him. And that I was just I was just relating it to him, that it's a prayer of faith. And uh, I think I said, as a matter of fact, here, I'm going to pray over you, and I had no anointing for that, like no special feeling for it. It was truly just a prayer of faith. I b- did believe. I didn't feel anything uniquely powerful. There are people that have anointings to, you know, bring the baptism. Like, I love those things. I wish I was one of them. However, prayed a prayer of faith that Jesus would baptize him in the Holy Spirit. And I said, there, now, be at peace and, just, and realize it's coming. You'll get the manifestation. I wasn't going to force it. And I said to him the funniest thing, because it's what we were saying. Some people will tell you to say "banana" backwards when you're trying to get your um, prayer language. I'm not sure what that sounds like. I don't know. Try to say that, and you know your your prayer language will come. Me being me, I'm like that's stupid, right? And I even told him that. Why not? By the way, my opinion on this, like that's stupid. He comes home with us, and he decides, I don't want to go back home-home. He lived in the neighborhood, I think, that we went to the same church at the time, and his family. I want to stay with you guys on the farm. And at the time, I'd moved out to the summer house, and I was living there. And it was where Phyllis and I also started you know, our, our new marriage. But it was before we were married, so I was living there in the upstairs. You know, one of those rooms, the upstairs where the ceiling's right here. Comes down the sides, just big enough for a room. You know, if you could stand up, if you could walk down the center. So I had it fixed up. It was nice. That's where I stayed. I had a single bed up there. And he was like, I'm going to stay with you. All right, here's a floor. Get your sleeping bag, you know. And so he we, we go to sleep. I'm dead tired. I think we'd just come back from uh, the festival, driving, whatever. <clears throat> and uh, I'm when I'm tired, like, it's not a good thing. It's like, show me a bed. Don't show me anything. Else. Like, um, mm, you know, that thing comes on me. It's not really nice. And um, I got to lay down, you know. He lays down. I'm kind of falling asleep, you know, that thing where you're just beginning to go there, like, oh ah! and I hear him at the foot of my bed, jabbering away. And he's like, Rick, Rick, do you hear that? Like, yes, Ro- uh, yeah, Robin, I hear that, you know. I hear the Holy Spirit. Good, you know, go back to sleep. So I was even here I wasn't even in a great mood or rejoicing when he when he did get baptized and he goes, You know what? I did I'm like Yep. Said banana backwards and boom, I got my oh well. <laughs> Me, the opinionated one, had that coming. And, and I have learned, I still have fallen into the pitfall. It's not like I walk perfect in that, but I have. I do work on this. I go to have my opinion about something, and I realize that just God doesn't honor my opinions too often. He'll do what he'll do. By the time I think I've got something figured out, he's like, here, watch this. And it's like, <laughs> the angel's like, that's going to that's gonna bother Rick. <laughs> Jesus is like, oh. I like bothering Rick. I like putting him upside down. Yeah. <clears throat> I see Brady sitting in the back row smiling. He liked bothering Rick, especially when he was young. Anything to. Yeah. And Robbie. And yeah. So they're great. They were great kids to have around. <laughs> uh, we had a lot of fun. And they're still here. Y'all still here with me. We need power. I want to tell you, you have it. We keep wanting to go somewhere to get it. We keep wanting something unique to happen. Other than becoming born again and receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you have this power. I've had times when I'm anointed. I love that feeling. You know, I'm I'm motivated, I've got the unction, I'm like. I'm all energized. I'm walking on chairs. I'm flipping mics like I've had a couple of those times. But I don't know how productive it is, but I was feeling it. But there's just as much anointing when I'm not feeling anything, but I'm just acting in obedience. I'm following the nudges by the Holy Spirit. You all know what those are, don't you? Are you paying attention to the nudges? You know you've had one when an event comes and goes, and you say, I knew I was supposed to pray for them. I knew this. I knew that. I felt that. And the, the me in me held me back, and I didn't. Like, there's risk involved, like da-da-da. I'm still missing some of those. It, it bugs the living daylights out of me. So all I can do is, Lord. Get me freed up. Help me get over myself so that I can move. I'm not even going to tell the bad stories on myself of things I've missed. And the, and the story in Acts 3 is the healing didn't come until, was it Peter? Reaches out with his hand and, and says, arise and walk. And there's there's movement. I didn't get healed like, you know, until the, the action took place. There's a lot to that. And when it's time to do the action, whatever it may be, you may or may not feel like it. It may not seem like anything. You've prayed, nothing happens, and you kind of go away sad. And so a lot of the people that minister healing are saying, now, move, check it out, stand up and and many 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 times people testify the healing didn't come until they took an action took a step this is what's so hard the the lame man sitting in the wheelchair you pray healing for them and you say now get up and walk and they're like uh, dude i don't nothing's happened i'm still crippled lame broken i'm still the same person i was before you prayed and yet, the action—they can, if they can move, they can do something. If I can, if there's something I'm supposed to do, those those actions seem to release. And so, I think I used this illustration last uh, last week. That y'all, you hope, hopefully, you, I don't think there's any buses going by here. So you all came in a car, unless you live in my house. And. It's, your cars are all sitting out there unless somebody sits on their, you know, key fob. They're quiet. they just, you know, it's just a car. It's quiet. It's not making noise. It's not running. It's not doing anything. Until what? Until you walk up with a key. Click now. You have to add some things. Click the button, you know. Maybe you have to put it in, you know, but, but when you come and you start the engine... All the electronics come on, the motor's up, the, everything's in shape. and now it can do extraordinary things because you had what? the key. And look at your, so look at yourself in the same way you have the power. I won't go there, but last year or last year. Last week, I talked about this enduna, end, endunamus or end, and it's a, it's a word for the Greek word for strong and and the greek study of that word it's like it's like it's amazing and the admonition in ephesians 6:10 is what be strong it wasn't, even a, it wasn't even a prayer like lord i pray that i pray that brand strong I, you know it's a great prayer it's a good that's not a bad thing but the apostle is writing these words and he gives an exhortation be strong you can envision, I think, properly, scripturally, envision the script, look like with a finger pointing you, be strong. Be strong in the power. What power? The power that's in you. And you, it won't activate until you pl- engage it. That car sits there and just runs until you what? Put it in gear. And then, boom, hooks up. You move, you put it in drive. I've got this awesome John Deere gator sitting down. You know, I, I should get rid of it because it's too powerful. But it's so cool. We started up, boom, 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 boom. And you hit the gas. It's like, wow. When no one's looking, I'm lying around here, run to the garbage, run here, run there, boom boom, 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 you know, up the hill, it's just like, Nothing, it won't climb over. It just sits there going, come on, let's do something, you know. I got the power, you know, and it's just there, you know. I want to tell you something. You're a John Deere Gator with 62 horsepower, like, you know, and boom, and four wheels with knobby, you know, knobby rubber on it, like it could climb anything. I think the thing could climb up the house. And that's the power that's in us. Just needs activated. Step out in faith. Commit your way to the Lord. See what happens. Take a risk. Minister to somebody. Ask them a question. Hey, do you need prayer? Hey, can I pray for that? Can I do this? Like, and and let's and and Man, Lord, all of a sudden, all these impossible things are coming around me, impossible with man, but possible with God. I'm like in case I hadn't seen enough there there's at least one or two that shows up every day. I'm like, oh lord and, and i'm- and I'm just in this season where I'm realizing I'm not praying and I'll hear another a situation i'm like, i mean i I know there's my heart's still like whoa i'm not I'm not ready for that like I can't even." Try to pray for that. That's really impossible. I don't know why, where we come up with this. There's degrees of impossible. This is a little bit impossible, but this is very impossible. And then don't we do it with people? I think one of Phyllis's cousins is dying with, with uh, cancer. And he's an alcoholic. And he's destroyed himself. And he's rich. Like, there's just a ton of impossibles lined up. I'm like, oh. I mean, I didn't even, isn't that pathetic? Like, because it was like, I'm like, there's no, because I'm looking through, I'm still looking through those eyes. So I challenge you today to realize what's in you. Stop looking at yourself and evaluating yourself according to your flesh. Because when we don't believe, we're still in the flesh. When something challenges you that's over your head, then you're still in the flesh. And you've got to step into the power that's been given. And when you're getting run over by things and people and stuff, just understand that's not who your father made you to be. I mean, any any man worth his salt that has a little boy, like, you know, he doesn't want him causing trouble, but he sure loves it when he fights back, you know. Someone pushes him. It's like, like you know, when his mother, you know, when your mom's not looking like, come back. Do something. Don't, don't just stand there. I know, yeah, yeah. I know what Jesus said, but, you know. I'm going to tell you, your father in heaven, he wants to see you. When the devil comes, he wants to see you give some pushback. That blessed him. It's like, oh, no. Oh, no. You all have watched. Phyllis is just growing in faith and grace, and, like, she's getting, like, whoo. She scares me sometimes. But I'm like, you're on the right path. I just hope I'm not in the way when you, you know, get totally fired up and ready to go, you know. And that's where to be growing in that, where something comes and you go, oh, no, oh, no, that's not happening here. No, no, not for my not not for my loved ones, not here, not not anywhere. You get back. I, I resist you. And, and you've got to we've got to we've got to get some stuff here, some fortitude, and you actually have it. It just needs ding, activated. And you can overcome. We're living in a culture of victims. We're groomed to be victims, actually. Worse than you think. It's in our psychic. It's so, it's so deep in us. If this, you don't have this. You don't have that. How can you live without such and such? It's like, well, you can, actually. It, again, it's, it's gotten in our heads. It gets in our heart, and it shuts our faith down. But don't be afraid to get strong in the Lord, and it's actually a beautiful thing. And I love seeing men and women strong in the Lord. Often that gets mistaken for Jezebel spirit. Man, I, I like my women to be tough cookies. The, the, my girls, my the women around. I, I'll you know, I like to see you like. I like it when you're like, oh no. Watching over my stuff. I'm, I'm praying prayers that change, that move mountains. Yeah? Father, we just thank you so much. You're a good God. Open our eyes to see. Let us prophesy our destiny. Let us repeat the words, of promise that you've given us. Like we own them. Let us be the little boy that's totally confident that says, my dad can beat up your dad. We need more of that to get totally fearless just because we know who our dad is. So we ask you for grace and power to be released in us, that we will have the the wisdom, the faith, the, the, the courage to step up, to step out. We ask that in Jesus' name. As a quick announcement, um, we're going to show the movie Jesus Revolution in my front yard. Uh, it's an outdoor movie thing. Bring your own lawn chair. We have some chairs, but you know, bring your own chair. And uh, we're going to do that on Monday night before 4th of July. So it's, it's a Monday night on, uh, on July 3rd and we'll have refreshments, we'll have things, we'll have, we'll have a party, and watch Jesus Revolution, the kids will do whatever they do, so kids will be kids, but yeah, we're going to go for it, why not, you know, bring some hairspray, some bug spray, some whatever, you know, and uh, and so we'll see, but yeah, Lord willing, but we're going to do that, uh, Adam bought this amazing blow-up screen, it is so cool, I watched it go up, and I mean, it's huge, woof, woof, like it's a 20, you have your TVs that are 44 inches, and this, uh, this thing is a 20-foot inch, like from Dye. <laughs> I like it. Uh, dusk. We're going to watch from dusk and on. <laughs> I'll, I'll get a solid number on that, Mary, and I'll have Lacey put out a um, reminder. God bless y'all. Amen. Great service today.
1: Okay, thanks. I just want to keep in this attitude of rejoicing for who the Lord is. For the miracles that he's promised, and, and that he never stops working. After the day of Pentecost, which was two weeks ago, all the way up until December when Advent starts, the Orthodox Church is, is in what's called ordinary time. When I was growing up, I'd uh, see that in the church bulletin and i thought well these weeks are just there's just nothing special going on until we start to prepare for christmas but i declare this sunday is definitely not an ordinary sunday the phrase ordinary time came from the latin tempus per annum and it means ordered time or ordained time so not only did they give each sunday an ordinal number it had a specific plan and a purpose and for hundreds of years this Sunday in, in the Catholic lectionary this Sunday was called Corpus Christi and Corpus Christi means the body of Christ it's what's prepared for us right now And I want to read from uh, John chapter six in verse, one, uh, verse 51. Uh, before I do, I want to remind you at the beginning of John chapter six, Jesus had fed the 5,000 with five small barley loaves and two small fishes. And then he had walked on water. He had become the miracle worker and he had become famous. And he had many, many more disciples than just the 12. And they were all about Jesus at this point until they heard the words that he spoke in chapter six and verse 51. When they heard these words, most of them turned away and left him. And you've heard the, you've heard the scripture hundreds of times, so I want you to put yourself in their sandals and imagine you're hearing these words spoken for the first time. In chapter six and verse 51, He says, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. That immediately shook everybody up, because they knew he was from Galilee. He said, I am the living bread that came down from heaven, and whoever eats this bread will live forever. Shook him up again. Then he said, this bread is my flesh. Then they started leaving. This flesh is given for the life of the world. And that was too much for for many of them to swallow. And that's what you have to decide today, is is this word still alive? And is this miracle still possible? The other miracles, the walking on water, the feeding 5,000, we only get to read about. If you believe this miracle, you get to experience it right now. If you believe in Corpus Christi, that this is the living body, of Christ that is shed for you. This blood is shed for the forgiveness of your sins. If you believe in those things, then come forward now and take and eat and drink and have communion with the Lord.